This year is being sponsored by the Boldinger family. Let's close to Fush Lema Esther Razel Bas Peril. Amen. Again, as we begin every year on a Sunday morning, I know that there's a conflict with Yeshiva Kana. It's always a conflict. Anyone who needs to leave, please feel free to leave. Last year, we learned Perik Zion, Megillah Sesta, and we learned a couple of psukim into Perik Ches. I'll, be, I'll begin again with Perik Ches. On that day, they just finished having the Sudasheni, and Haman was hanged. On that same day, Nosan on that same day, what do you mean the same day? Haman was very busy. Everything taken away, says the Malbim. On that same day that he was killed, he lost his Nechassim as well. Why is it telling us all of a sudden over here he's Tzoyer HaYehudim, says the Malbim, because usually things that were taken away from people, people that rebelled against the Melech, his Nechosim went to the Oitzer HaMelech, with the property of the king. Why is it being given to Esther? It's given to Esther to show that it was taken and he was killed because he was Tzoyer HaYehudim, and Esther just revealed who she is, she's a Yehudis, so therefore, he gave base Haman to, to a Yehudi, to a Yid, to Esther Amalka, since the whole reason he was killed was because he was Tzayr HaYehudim. But Mordechai HaMelech, Mordechai came in front of the Melech. What does this mean? I saw by David Goldberg, he says that earlier, it says in the Targum, in Perik Dalet, Pasuk Yudalef, that Haman, somehow he arranged that from now on, anyone who wants to come to the Melech has to do so with his rishos. Every entering the Melech is his shtela, that's his decision. If you can or cannot enter to the Melech. Now everything is going to be flipped. Mordechai is going to move into the position that Haman was in. Mordechai doesn't have to ask rishos. He just comes to the Melech because now he has that power to allow anyone to go into the Melech. Now Mordechai, who's, now that we know, Achashverosh knows who Esther is, Mordechai is related, so now that she told Achashverosh Mahula, Mordechai moves into that position. The Melech took off his tabas, that he removed from Haman, and he gave it to Mordechai. This says the Malbim is a kiyum of the Venahapoichu. Why is that? He was Mahal himself, this Homon. He was Mahal himself that Kvoit Oishroi, Kvoit Gudloi, look how wealthy I am, look how Choshev I am. And now everything is taken away. The Tabas, which shows Chshivis, Goidloi, and his Nechosim, his Bais, is taken away. The exact opposite. Everything is Venahapoichu. Esther puts Mordechai in charge of Beis Haman. She gives it over to Mordechai. Really, it should be right away. It should say that Esther Hamalka was given Beis Haman and she gave it over to Mordechai. Why is the Pasuk wait till the end of Pasuk Beis? 
the teretz is because it would be a bazillion. The melech gives you something and then you pass it on to someone else. Uh, that's a bazillion for the melech. But now that the melech himself gives the tabas to Mordechai, so if the melech himself gives the tabas to Mordechai, it's not a bazillion to give Mordechai base Haman as well. The question that the Mepharshim ask is, how did he keep it? How did Mordechai keep base Haman? We learned, we learned yesterday, Timcha, Zecher, Amalek, everything has to be destroyed. All the animals, everything that belonged to Amalek has to be destroyed. There shouldn't be any Zecher that remains. So how could he keep base Haman? So on this, there are different Terutzim. Briskerov learns that the Chiv of Mechias Amalek is only Al Yidei Novi. Over here, there was no Al Yidei Novi that was given over that they have to have a Mechias Amalek. So Mimela, there was no din of Timcha Zecher Amalek. The Ereim holds its Dafka on the Melech. Over here, there was no Melech, so therefore, Melech Yisrael, so therefore, there was no Chiv. Now, the MS is Rabbeinu Bachyo, says at the end of Parshas B'Shalach, he teaches the Pasuk of Abizel Yisholchu Es Yodam, a little later in Perik Tess, that they didn't take any of the Biza. The reason was because there was Mechias HaMolik going on over here. So if there was Mechias HaMolik going on over here, they didn't take Bizas Bizas HaMolik, so then, so then we're back. How does Mordechai take Beis Haman? The Teretz is, that if there's a chiv, the chiv is on the tzibur. It's a chiv tzibur, it's not necessarily a chiv yachid. So if it's not a chiv yachid, Mordechai doesn't have that chiv now, until the time came when there was a tzibur fighting, when the tzibur was fighting, then it became a chiv tzibur, they didn't take the bizas, the uva bizalei sholchu as yachid. And Mordechai can keep at that time? I, I don't know. That's a good question. She continued, and she speaks before the Melech, she falls on her feet, she falls in front of his feet, she cries, she begged him, What is this? This is because Achashveirosh gave base Haman, and he gave over the Tabas to Mordechai. But there was a gzera. She was petrified. They had a discussion about a gzera that what's going to be with Klal Yisrael, that he's out to kill the, the, the Klal Yisrael. And somehow Achashverosh avoids it, and he gives over Beis Haman, and he gives over the Tabas, but what's with the gzera? So says the Malmah, she was petrified about the gzera. So she was begging him and crying to him, what's going to be with the gzera? Lahavir es ra'as haman ha'agogi, the ra'a, Says the Malbim, what are the two Lashonis here? Ras Haman HaGogi is until Yud Gemalada, there was Ra that they were suffering from. In other words, Haman sent out a letter. It shouldn't be opened until Yud Gemalada. But actually, as the Malbim learns, the Goyen learns, there were two letters. There was a vague letter and then a clear letter. The clear letter was he wants to annihilate all the Yidin, wipe out the Klal Yisrael. That he didn't let out until the end, until right before the Mulchama was going to happen. As we said yesterday, like the Nachlus Dov, it says that, that Haman, Amalek, they do things pissing suddenly without giving Klal Yisrael a chance to daven, to, to do things that will help them. 
but it did leak out. There was a there was a letter that said, prepare yourselves. So there were people in the know that were asking what's going on over here. So it did leak out a little bit that they're gonna hurt the Yidden. So the people were already pestering the Yidden, bothering the Yidden, throwing things at them. They couldn't kill them, but they would definitely bother them. So they were already suffering Ross. Haman Hagogi and Machshavta. It's going to be ultimately that day is going to come and they're going to suffer from his Machshava, Ashachoshavalehudim, to wipe them out. And she said to Achashverosh, I know you're not going to want to rescind the letter, but you have nothing to worry about. Because this was Machshavtoi, Ashachoshavalehudim, this is Ras Haman Hagogi. This has nothing to do with you. This is not like you're rescinding a letter that you wanted something and now you're rescinding it. It's not you. This was all about Haman, so don't worry about it. He stuck out the Sharvat Hazov, and she stood Lufne Hamelech. And she said, We're going to see her foolishness. Four different Lushoynes. She said, There are four reasons why a person would want to grant a request. Either you like the idea, or you like me, the person who's requesting it, or you'll get Hano from it, there's gain from it, or I'll gain from it. So there's four different reasons why you'll want to listen. So she said there are four, all four reasons apply over here. And therefore, get back those letters. It's all his machshava, so take them back. You have no problem taking back those letters. That he wrote in the letters to wipe out the Yidna Hamelach. And the Malbum explains that there were really two letters that were sent. There was the one letter, the Bhashegan Haksab, that said, that they should prepare themselves. And then there was another letter that he didn't want opened right away, all the way until the end, and that was exactly what Haman wanted. So she said to him, just take back that second letter. Take back the letter that wasn't open yet. The letter that was openly you can leave that. But at least take back the letter that that spells out Haman's intent to wipe out the Yid. That's terrible. That letter take back, and no one knows about it because that letter shouldn't have been opened. So if that shouldn't have been opened, there's no bazillion for the Melech to take that letter back. How can I stand and watch the beard that's happening to my nation? How can I watch as there's a destruction of being wiped out my lodity? Seems repetitious. So I think the Pshad is like this. The beard that's happening to my nation, she doesn't say, Ami, my nation's being destroyed because Klal Yisrael will never be destroyed. There will be a kiem of Klal Yisrael forever. But Halila, many, many millions are going to be killed. I can't watch Biro, the beard that's going to happen to my nation. I can't watch Ba'ovda, the destruction of my ladati. Pashat, my ladati means my birthplace. Where's her birthplace? Eretz Yisrael. That's where she started off. She was born in Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban says that most of Klai Yisrael was already back in Eretz Yisrael from Bavel, and therefore it's going to be a destruction of my birthplace. Eretz Yisrael is going to become Kharav again. We're starting to populate it again. We're hoping for Bayisheni, 
and it's going to be destroyed. So that's going to be destroyed because it's going to go back to not having Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. That's a disruption for Eretz Yisrael. But not all the Rishonim hold this way. The Ran holds it's not so. Most of Klal Yisrael was not back. And the Emes's Moiladiti is not the same translation as Eretz Moiladiti. Eretz Moiladiti means birthplace. Maral in Chayisar says this when Eliezer was making a shvuot of Ramavinu to find a husband for Yitzchak, a wife for Yitzchak. Over there it says Moiladiti, and another pasuk says Eretz Moiladiti, and over there the Maral says Moiladiti means family. You see it in the Targum. You see it in Eliezer's answer back when he was talking to Psuel. It's Moiladiti doesn't mean birthplace. Eretz Moiladiti means birthplace. Moiladiti means family. But Ovdan Moiladiti, Esther was the last person from her family. She had no siblings, she had no mishpacha. If she's going to be killed, so that's it. There's no continuity in her family. So Klal Yisrael is going to be a terrible rub. But Echachul Chalvara Isi, but Ovdan Moiladiti, how can I watch the destruction of my family? That's it. There's going to be no... No continuation of my family. <coughs> he said to both of them, I gave the base Haman to Esther. And I hanged Haman. Why? Because he wanted to hurt the Yidin by Yehudim. So what are you worried about? You want me to take back the letter? There's no reason for me to take back the letter. I'll send the second letter. You're afraid that what? That if I send the second letter, a new letter, who says they're going to listen to the second letter? Maybe they'll only listen to the first letter that says they killed the Yidin. You're worried? Don't be so worried. They know what happened over here. They know that I had Haman killed. I, they know that I gave base Haman to Esther. So what are you so concerned about? They'll see that I'm siding with you and Mordechai. So there's nothing to worry about. More than that. Va'atem al ha'yehudim katoiv You'll write a new letter. Are you afraid they're not going to listen to it? No. The new letter will fix up the old letter. Some of our learned, the original letter said, So in the new letter, write, That will be an addition. That's what it says in Pasuk Yud Gimel. Throw in the Hayyuhudim. So now the letter will say that the Yehudim should prepare themselves for the future for that day. So the original letter said wasn't clear. They assumed it was the guy preparing themselves. They were right. But now it will be clarity because it will say The Malbum says more. He says, what does it say in the letter? Lahashmid, es. He said, in the new letter, we'll write out that there was some punctuation missing. Period. Kill out everyone. Who's going to do it? The Yehudim are the ones who are going to kill out everybody. So the new letter, we're not going to take back the old letter. We're just going to fix up the old letter. The new letter will say, Period. Who? The Yehudim will do it. Now, the letters were written in different languages. This might not work in every language. Says the Malbim, okay. If someone writes a letter and says, Ruvain borrowed $100 from Shimon. And then you write a letter, Ruvain did not borrow $100 from Shimon. So that's his theory. That contradicts the first letter. 
But if the first letter says Ruvain borrowed a hundred dollars from Shimon, and the second letter says Shimon borrowed a hundred dollars from Ruvain, it's not a stira. It's not a stira. So if the first letter says Lahashim Yehuda, that they should kill out the Yehuda, and the second letter says not that they shouldn't kill out the Yehuda, but that the Yehudim should kill out the Goyim, so it doesn't contradict it. You have two letters. One says that the Goyim should kill the Yidin. The second letter says that the Yidin should kill the Goyim. It's not a stira. Which one are you going to listen to? Says Achashverosh, they'll listen to the second letter because they'll see all the backing from me that I gave Beis Haman and I gave the Tabas to Mordechai. Because I cannot take back the old letter. I cannot take back that letter. Vayikaru soifrei hamelech ba'eshahi, and that moment, ba'choydesh hashlishi hu choydesh sivan. What's ba'eshahi at that moment? At that moment is the pshat because it was chof gimel sivan. Chof gimel sivan is seventy days from yud gimel nisan when the first letter was sent out. Seventy days was a time that Klal Yisrael says the Maral could flip over everything. At that moment on Yud Gimel Nisan, when the first letter was sent out, there was a Shlita of Haman, of Hamalek, on top of the Klal Yisrael. They became the Rosh of the Ayin Umais, and Klal Yisrael was on the bottom. Seventy days, took seventy days of Tshuva to revert that, that Klal Yisrael moves up seventy Madregois. It's Be'es Ha'i specifically on Chof Gimel Sivan, that 70 days later things are going to be even a and now we can have the second letter go out. All the leaders, it should be written in their letters, in their alphabet, in their language. This was an addition. The original letter was not written to the Yehudim. The original letter was to everyone except for the Yehudim. This letter is going to be written to the Yehudim as well. So it's another proof that the Melech is behind this. He's allowing a letter to go out to the Yehudim. And it was sealed with Habas HaMelech. They sent them on horses. Rashi says was some kind of a flying camel, flying swift running camels. What was this all about? Why so? What? This didn't have in the first letter. What was Mordechai sending them all of a sudden with Susim? He says because Klal Yisrael doesn't have to suffer anymore. They suffered. They were suffering. Ras Once we're ready to send out a new letter to change that. So send it out as quickly as possible. They shouldn't have to wait another second. Even though it's going to not take place for not another 11 months? Yes, because we said from the Malbin that they were already suffering from Ross, from the people who got wind of the fact that there was anti-Jewish sentiment. Together, together, and anyone who's hurting them. And the Pasuk then continues, There's an interesting diak over here. Over here, in this letter, it's grouped together. If you look in the earlier Pasuk, the earlier letter, the first letter that was sent out, originally, 
Perik Gimel Pasik Yud Gimel. And then at the Pasuk ends with Shlalom Lovois. So Shlalom Lovois is separated by Biyoim Echad. Biyoim Echad, Ushlalom Lovois. Over here, it seems to group it together. Taf and Nashim, Ushlalom Lovois, to take their money. Biyoim Echad. What's the difference? So the Maral says, Tup Shatim. His first shot is, there was a difference in the Tachlis of Haman's purpose and, and Mordechai's. Haman wanted to kill out the Yidin. There's no such thing as killing money, right? You don't kill money, you kill people. So in his letter, what to do with the Yidin, it was to kill them out, break, that's a separate thing. Kill out the Yidin, take their money. Mordechai didn't really want to kill the Goyim. He doesn't want to kill, he likes to kill people. He wanted to rule over them, to calm them. They shouldn't hurt the Yidim. So he grouped it together with Ushlalom Lovois. Just like you don't kill money, you don't kill people either. But he wanted to rule over them. So he put Ushlalom Lovois together with the, the killing of the Tafanoshim to show, I don't really want to kill them. I want to do to them what you would do to money. You want to rule over your money. You want to rule over the Goyim as well. The Yoymech. That's you, one shot. Didn't he want to kill them though? Because they were... Um... There was a kiyum of mechias hamolik. I don't know if he intended that all across the the world it was mechias hamolik, right? That's one. Second, the first letter is referring to the yidden. The yidden can't be grouped together with their money. Yidden have a certain purpose to serve the rebbeinu shalolim, to elevate themselves and become close to Hakadosh Baruch their money facilitates that. It allows them to buy things, to do mitzvahs, to do chesed, whatever it might be. So you can't group together money of the Yidin together with the Yidin. So it's biyoy mechad, break, ushlalom lovers. Over here we're referring to the Goyim. The Goyim, we can group them together with their money. Tavanashim, ushlalom lovers. Goyim are grouped together with their money because the Goyim and their money have one tachlis, and that is to serve the Yidin, to allow the Yidin to serve the Rabbi Shalom. Yud Beis, Biyoyim Echot. It should all be done on one day. So, the, I think the Malbim also says that Mordechai wanted to make it difficult for the Yidin. In other words, they're going to want to take the money as well. He didn't even want them to take the money. So he said, you want to take the money, you got to kill everybody and finish the job and take the money all in one day, which is pretty impossible to do everything in one day. But grouping that all together, he was able to make it difficult to be able to finish the job and get their money if it's all B'yoymech. Okay. B'yoymech b'chal medina yisamal l'chach ha-shvei roish v'shloi sh'osar l'chaydish neymas l'chaydish adar yud gemolad. Pashegen haksav l'hinoseng dos to give out that rule b'chal medina medina goli l'chol ha'amim Right, so this is the Pashegen Haksav, the, the, the initial letter. Like we said, Haman sent out two letters. One, not to be open till, till the end. And the second letter was just uh, a brief overview to prepare yourself. So here as well, Pashegen Haksav was, So right away the Yidin should realize that they are going to be doing something to take revenge from their enemies. They went out, they came in, they were exhausted from their trip, and it was the same people who brought the first letters. They just arrived back, and they're being thrown out again. No time to rest. Get the second letters out. 
Vahados nitna b'shushan habiras. Says the Malbim, Vahados nitna b'shushan habiras at the end of the pasuk. After they were pushed out of the city, that's when Mordechai allowed this letter, any news of it, to be known in Shushan. He didn't want the people in Shushan to know about it before the people left on their horses because he didn't want anyone to stop it. They're going to say, what? what's going on over here? You're, letting, you're, you're giving the hidden power? Especially in Shushan, in the, in, in, the, in the city where Haman was so powerful and he was so influential? No way. So therefore Mordechai got the letters out before anyone in Shushan found out what was going on. So that's Nitno. The Shushan Habira happened after he got the people the, 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 the messengers out with the letters. He went out with Malchus with royal begodim, Tcheles, Chor, Vatarazov, Gedoyla, Vasachich, Boots, Vargomon, Vayashushan, Sol of Samech. Now, Tcheles we know is wool, Argomon is wool, Tachich, Boots is linen. So the Mepharshim is, Kalayim, it's shotness, how could he wear it? So the going doesn't learn that that's actually what he was wearing. The going learns Tcheles is referring to Chutei Tcheles of Tzitzis. Chur is the white Chutin. He had a beggar of he had a talus. He was able to walk in the street wearing talus and tefillin. That Terezov is his tefillin shalroish. Sachrich butz and milosh and kricha winding the ritzuis around his arm. Our government somehow was tefillin shalyad. He walked out in talus and tefillin. That's what it means. So that, of course, was not the uh, but I saw Rav David Goldberg brings from the Derech Hamuna, Rav Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, that he brings that something that's worn for covered, not for warmth, he didn't want to wear this stuff. What does he want to wear Big Day Malchus for? But he wore it because that's how you honor, that's honored, that's covered, that's what you have to wear. Judges wear certain begotten, there are certain begotten that you have to wear of the covered of the job that you have. Mordechai had to wear these begotten. He was wearing it for covered Malchus, not for warmth, so there was no problem of of Kalayah. <laughs> For the Yidden, there was Oira, light, happiness, Sasa, Nikar. Chazal tell us Oira, that's Torah. Simcha is Yomtiv. Sasa is Mila, Nikar, Tvilin. Frektach Svasemes, Saseit. La Yehudim, Hoysa, Torah, Vyomtiv, Mila, and Tvilin. Say what it is. Well, you have to be Maramazit. Says the Svasemes, they didn't realize that Oira zu Torah. They had Taira, but they didn't realize how precious it was. They didn't realize that that is clarity. That is the light for Klal Yisrael. They didn't realize that real Simcha is not partying here and running here and going there. Simcha is Yomtif. Sosain is Milo. Yikar, real splendor, that's wearing tefillin. They didn't realize it. I saw Maisa with Rav, with, uh, Rav Steinman, a teenage bocha, said to his friend, I need to go to Rav Steinman. Do me a favor, come with me. Said okay, but on the deal you can't say a word. Said my uncle is in over there. He's one of the. I could get in. I could have a meeting. You'll come with me, but you can't say a word. Okay, he went. The bocha sat down by Rav Steinman and he said to Rav Steinman, "Rashiva, does the Rashiva like steak?" I said, "What steak?" He said, "Steak is very fine meat." He said, I, "I don't know what it is." <laughs> Would the Rashiva like some? No, I, I wouldn't like any. Why well, try it? No, I, I, I wouldn't appreciate it. Does the Rashiva like ice cream? He said, no, I don't, I don't think I have a taste of ice cream. So maybe the Rashiva wants to try some ice cream. Yeah, no, I'm not going to try some ice cream. Why not? It, it's delicious. Everyone says it's delicious. No, I don't, I, it's not, I don't think I'll appreciate it. 
So he says, Roshiva, I learn in Yeshiva. I don't like learning Torah. And everyone tells me, my rabbi and my friends, get into it, love it. I don't like it. I try it. I just don't like learning. But everyone tells me. So, hey, Rashiva's telling me, I'm offering you steak, I'm offering you ice cream. You're telling me you don't like it. I'm telling you, try it. And you said no. And I'm telling you, everyone says it's delicious. So try it. And you're telling me, I should listen to my friend. They're telling me that Torah is delicious, and I don't think it's delicious. He said, what's the sweetest food in the world? So Bacha said, honey. He said, yeah, honey. He said, what if someone would tell you honey is not sweet? What would you say? He said, I'd say that guy's crazy. Honey is sweet. Across the board, honey is sweet. You put it on your tongue, it's delicious, it's sweet. So Rav Steiner said, you know what? A person who has sores on his tongue, it's not sweet. It hurts him. It's painful. So even though it's sweet, sometimes it could be painful. There's something blocking you from enjoying the sweetness of Torah. Maybe it's Lashon Hara, maybe it's Achilles, maybe it's Nivel Peh. There's something that's bothering you that you have to fix up that's not allowing you to taste the sweetness of the honey of Torah. It is light. There's nothing to talk about. They became, Rashi says, they became Gerim. Others learned they couldn't become Gerim. The Gemara Nyavama says in the time of Mordechai Esther, you weren't allowed to become Gerim because they weren't doing it because they really wanted to be in. They just, it was a good time. Things turned towards the in. There really wasn't a real Gerim that they really were doing because they wanted to be Mekayim Mitzvahs. So they were act. They want. They acted like it because they wanted to emulate the Yid. Kinafal pachad hayyudim aleim. Let's just learn one or two books. Okay. Uveshnei masachaydish uchaydish adav b'shloisha siyoyim boya shehigiyat varhamelch v'dasi leos is byoyim ashesibru oivei hayyudim. The day that the oivei hayyudim looked lishloit behem, that's what they thought. V'nahapoychu. They turned it all around. They turned it all around with the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's Mevakshe Ra'asam? The Nesiva says, Mevakshe Ra'asam, those who seek beard of Klal Yisrael. That was Amalek. Those were the Amalekim. The Amalekim were people who were Mevakshe Ra'asam, and over here, they were, they were able to kill Amalek. Says, says the Nesivas, what was the point of killing Amalek at this time? Because we're before Bayez Shani. Whenever you have, and this is the Shem Shmuel talks about, whenever you have the building of the Mishkan, the building of a Bayez, it comes with Mechias Amalek. The Gemara says, Klai Yisrael going into Eretz Yisrael, there were three mitzvahs, to make a Melech, to build a base, to wipe out Amalek, and to build a Mesa Migdash. Killing out Amalek goes together with Binyan Beis HaMikdash because that's Hashroi, Hashchina, that the, the Rabbi Shalom is in all his glory, he's Shmoy Echad, so to speak. So, before Klai Yisrael built the Mishkan, there was Machias Amalek, Parshas B'Shalach. Before Bayis Rishon, we learned the Haftar yesterday, Shal Amalek was supposed to kill out Amalek. Before Bayis Shani over here, there's also a killing out of Amalek. Wherever you have Mishkan being built, Beis HaMikdash being built, it's a time of Mechiyah Samalik. We are hoping, Amir Tzah Hashem, that the Rabbi Nishom should send us Mashiach, 
and all the Ra in the world, which is the Shorish of it is from Amalek, should be destroyed, and we should be Zaycha on Purim to see that Yeshua Mir Tashem. Amen. 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 Amen.